Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of May 28th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me, as always, Filter Corden. Yo. What's up, man? How's it been going? Man, I got uh, fully sucked into possibly the greatest game of all time. Uh Uh-huh. What's that? That's right. House Flipper on Steam. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Like, if any anybody out there who plays, like, Farming Sim or, like, uh, Euro Trucker or anything like that, this is the game you want to be playing. Okay, so it's just, um... It's like a dick-around-waste-your-time game. Yeah, it's, it's just a white... It's like a, you know, job simulator, just like any other job yep. simulator, basically. But it takes okay. all of the, uh... All the parts of like uh, skip ahead every couple minutes, I guess, in the in the video because uh, the game is yeah, very we'll skip, slow. But um, we'll skip ahead to I think this would be the first house that he chose. Uh, he picked yeah. the shittiest house on the street. It looks like mm-hmm. um, so. What you got to do? That's, okay. But uh, yeah, basically, like um, you start out the game. Was there a you, fire? Yeah, probably. This yep. was a crime scene. He should get out of there. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, one of the one of the early houses is like Police everything is um, everything is like um, what do I want to say? Not randomly generated. Everything is very specifically made for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still kind of you know it's it's still pretty early in this game's release. Uh, it's been under um, alpha. <laughs> it got greenlit in the past. Yeah, you do everything. I mean, you squeegee the windows clean. <laughs> he just squeegeed the windows of a burned house but just i mean like like, when you're done this will be fine yeah the transformation that you can do in these buildings is crazy um yeah i've already seen some stuff and it looks um it looks rather impressive uh like as far as you can go i was actually talking to uh, almost ashley a bit about it and i was Mm -hmm. like it's all the shit that you love about hgtv and the sims rolled into one i'm like you need to i don't know why you don't already have this game you should be on the forefront of understanding that this is a hundred percent like your thing like this already i'm already feeling that this might be my like surprise game of the year um i can't wait until the end of the year and you're like yeah this is my game of the year so we got god of war my number five it was okay god of war it was Uh, okay hard number one house flipper hard house flipper uh apocalypse edition yeah, well, yeah, the first, it came with the first DLC for free, which is, like, Apocalypse, so uh, some people are going to want you to make bunkers and shit, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Um, that's, yeah, that's kind of cool. But, yeah, I mean, I've, I've, uh, I've really been enjoying it. It's, it's, uh, it's got so much going on. Like, you can do little odd jobs for people to kind of learn the different tools you have, and then you'll be using the money that you make to buy properties to completely renovate and flip. Or, alternatively, you can turn them into your new um like office space so you like you have your own and i would like to think of it as my house because it has a bed mm-hmm. and everything in it okay. um was that but, that uh, little shack that we saw in the beginning yeah in the very beginning like you, like, you get that shack for free basically yeah um so then eventually you can like upgrade and say hey fuck i'm gonna like move into one of these places and um if you do, then you can like sell your original office and you move your your laptop and your you know station and everything into the new place. You're um, just like, I got this. Uh, I got this shack from my uncle. Right. That at Christmas hugs just a little too long. Mm. He's more than a little too long. Let me tell you. But at least he gives you a house every once in a while, so nothing wrong there. 
You smell different when you're awake. That uncle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's um, you know, there's definitely, like, room for this game to grow. There's not a ton of options yet. Um, there's, like, you know, there's, like, 10 or 11 different tiles that you can put on the floor. There's only, like, uh, you know, there's only four or five different sets of carpets. So, um, you know, there's How a is... lot of room for this game to grow. How is the destruction? Um, you know, we were just kind of looking at it there when he was mm. breaking down that wall, and it looked like it broke into like cubes. Is that pretty much? Yeah, it's, standard? I mean, I it's, it's uh, they're always going to sort of collapse like that. The game is just really not. Uh, it just can't handle the like the true destructibility yet. Yeah, they've just literally built it brick by brick. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, it's a smart way to go. Yeah, that's, that's it's, a good way to go. It's, it's got some room to grow, but like I said, it's it's got a really good foundation. It's really fun. Like the core gameplay loop is like very well established at this point. Um, I know exactly what I'm doing every time I get in there. So um, definitely, it's really cool. Like I I really enjoy hearing people like say that. Okay, so this is the game that I go to. This is the game that I play just because I you know I can play like it forever. In between everything else. Right. right, like my game like that is it's usually a skateboarding game, something like Session. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of cool that you're just like, yeah, this H like HGTV thing is kind of like my jam. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. In the company, typically, uh, it looks like most of they're they're a little bit newer company. Um, it looks like most of what they do is like VR stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the company is called. Let me dig it up here. Um, nope, I already destroyed it. So, yeah, smash that like button. Thanks a lot. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, House Flipper. Very good. It's like a surprise hit. Um, not only with me, but like in general on Steam. Like, this game just kind of showed up. And it is like a Steam bestseller. And it's selling like millions of copies. It's totally unexpected. Yeah, um, that's really cool. I, I bet a game like this um, would do incredibly well. Just having people come into your like come into you like if you're a streamer, mm-hmm. just people come into your stream and you know check it out. Yeah, sure. Um, because it's very, um, it's kind of like it's a very relaxed game. It's very yeah. like chill. So for sure. Yeah, that's it's cool. A, man. Yeah, I've really been enjoying it. I'm I'm highly recommend it to anybody that's into this kind of sort of sim style thing. Um, I definitely, I mean, like I said, this game has to. It has, I think it needs to grow a little bit more, but it's well on the way already. Um, Are there any? Have you ran into any restrictions on placing, um, like items? Not really. Like I, mean, I know you can place fits, like fully for the most part. Okay. Um, yeah, because the game that I've been playing that we'll talk about here in a minute is mm-hmm. like, it's like you can build almost anywhere. And there are just like there's like three or four squares in this area I've been building that I can't play stuff. Mm-hmm. And I saw him kind of like trying to move around a trash can, and I was like, nah, you know, I wonder. Yep. Yeah, and there's a there's a couple things that sort of um, like especially with so this is actually what the the Sims was originally meant to be, where you kind of design a house and then people judge it. Like uh-huh. the Sims originally was going to be an architecture game, mm-hmm. and it was like. Well, that ain't going to work, so let's see what else we're going to do here. And, uh, you know, it ended up becoming what it is. In this, you go and make it, and then you sell it, and you, you see on the left, you can kind of see those little bubble heads. Um, those are the buyers. Right. And as you're kind of altering the house, you'll see their opinion go up or down, or, you know, sometimes they'll have comments or whatever. 
and um, they uh, you're basically trying to um, get a particular buyer's attention or whatever. And then at the end, they'll judge you, and then they'll tell you what their bid is on your house because it's always an auction. Um, so sometimes, I mean, there's some major, in, in my opinion, there's some major problems with how that's working. Like I'll have a house with two bedrooms and somebody's positive will be, I love that there's two bedrooms. And then the negative is I don't need all these bedrooms. That's like, oh, wow. uh, yeah. uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's like, I don't see why we need to have a kitchen in this place. And it's like, dude, <laughs> like, I don't know where you're from. There's definitely some weird, like, um, so I have no idea why they put a fucking kitchen in the kitchen in this home. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, there's there's definitely like I, these guys must be from. I, I feel like this is either maybe a Canadian company or a uh, European company because they kind of have a weird. Um, there's just kind of like a weird sensibility. Like the the English is certainly not American English. Mm -hmm. Um. And it's written kind of almost in like a second language type of way, which makes me think maybe French Canadian. Um, I really like how they're putting in the sink. Actually, this is super. cool. Oh yeah, when you're installing hardware, you have to manually like put everything in, and you have to like put on washers and nuts and hey, hey, so, all that's uh, pretty good. Where uh, like okay, <laughs> I know it's a thing from watching House Hunters International that some apartments in Europe just won't have kitchens because they expect you to like eat out all the time okay or it doesn't have like a full kitchen but i see grim is like no kitchen what the fuck in the comments so the most not true of the UK. mcdonald's <laughs> yeah my uh dude i went to a when i was in I ireland mean, I, I went to a I've place in... that had no bathroom at all okay like you had to go to the hotel to use the bathroom and they just let everybody in from that house because they knew that's weird it's brutal like i've been in a dorm that doesn't have a kitchen right that's pretty typical. And I've been in I've been in some apartments that have baby ass kitchens. Like uh -huh. uh, like we looked like at it's a place basically a simple here. fridge. Yeah. Yeah, well I mean they had a stove but it wouldn't even fit a like baking sheet. It was like, "Well, what Holy was the point?" Shit. Yeah, what yeah. would you put in it? Like a pizza a box. A pizza box. Like a pizza <laughs> box was too big. It it hung over the edge shit. of the top of the stove. Why even have a kitchen in this place? And it wasn't even lazy moon. And Lazy Moon's pizzas are massive. Ma they're they're so fucking big. I had to put it in the trunk to bring it home. Damn. Yeah, I like that. That that it it's a good pizza. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But other than that, um, you know, I I've still been continuing on BattleTech. Not too much, but uh, that's kind of been, you know, kind of got pushed to the back burner. Right. With this um, one. And I I started Evil Within just because I wanted to kind of check out the story and everything because i heard evil within 2 is really good and yeah, i just cannot but... play the first game it's bad it's very bad i played it's through really all of bad. it for halloween uh last year mm -hmm. um and i think grim actually was he, he was there for some of it okay um it, it was it was not great it's for me. By, uh, um, goddamn ads yeah sec second ad this guy's like 10 ads in his fuckers in his showing but, uh, yeah, I'm really not a fan of uh, Evil Within. I don't. I mean, like, I got a bad enough taste from the first one that I don't think I can try the second one. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I think I'm going to give it about a year. I think uh, maybe this Halloween I might pick it back up. I might yeah. pick up Evil Within too. I played through the first one in its entirety, um, and it was okay mm -hmm. at, at 
after I w- after it was all said and done, it was okay. Yeah. But they were really missing that uh, that iconic character. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like every character for me was forgettable. Yeah. Um, they, they had one character that they they're like, this is the character I want you to remember, and I'm like, nope. Who doesn't really matter. I mean, he's he he's not he's not that cool of a character. Yeah. He's just he's just not. So I, I was surprised to see that you were playing uh, Evil Within. Didn't last. It, it didn't last. Let me tell you. Cool. Yeah, but what about you? Yeah, uh, I I was sitting here. I was like, man, what have I been playing? I feel like I've been playing a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I've been playing absolutely nothing actually. Um, <laughs> only thing I've been playing is uh, Conan Exiles. Um, okay. I've been. You know, this this last week I've been focusing on a uh, a few other uh, like bigger things, I guess, in life rather than just like gaming twenty four seven. So taking a shit, you know, that's been going on. Yeah, taking big shits. Um, mm-hmm. But big shits? Conan Conan Exiles is actually uh, not bad. Um, it's it's not the best game ever. It definitely has some flaws, um, and at times the. Uh, the latency can be a bit much, but if you're playing by yourself, like if you're playing by yourself and just like an offline, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you're, you know, you will, you won't experience that at all. Okay. It, it, it'll be fun. Um, but it's like every day we go in and we experience something new. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and I think in this playthrough, I did like an hour less, or did a little hour less play last night. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured out everything about my character's religion Okay. Which I chose cannibal. Mm-hmm. Is that a religion? Um, it, it's it's a religion in, in Conan. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it and the benefits are you can eat human meat. So you'll be fighting humans. You can just cut them up and eat them. Uh huh. Um, well, which is there. which is kind of nice because you can run out of food rather quick. Um, so it's you know I kind of chose it as a survive you know a survival piece. Uh huh. Um, but I created an altar to, you know, my character's god, and then uh, I was like, okay, there's a hatchet I can make. I really don't want it. I can make food, but how do I make food? I have no idea. You know, the food piece that's in here, I have no idea. And mm-hmm. I started looking into that in this play, uh, in this playthrough, and um, it worked out pretty well because uh, you create the hatchet to harvest uh, the meat that you need for the food. Mm, man meat. Uh, from humans. And... Uh, and then you can use all of the stuff you gain from doing those two actions into um, creating the next version of your, you know, your altar or whatever. And when you get it to the highest, um, apparently when you get it to the highest uh, as well, you find a high priest of your religion and you basically kidnap him and force him to work at your altar. Mm-hmm. You can s- sacrifice that priest and your altar to summon a god. Hmm. Um, so we're interested in seeing what that's like. Uh, that's kind of our, our big thing that we're doing now. Uh, we've, you know, we figured out um, how to create item, you know, create items for sustainability and food, and you know, we have a water source. And now we're looking to branch out and create a second, um, kind of like a second home that's further north. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, tons of crafting. It, it's a survival MMO. It's exactly pretty much what you think uh, a survival MMO would be. Yeah. Um, good times. That's pretty much what I've been playing. Uh, I've been thinking about playing in a bunch of other games. Um, at this point, I would be playing Detroit, but I decided to uh, skip Detroit and just go for Vampire um, mm-hmm. for next month for everyone who fo- who's following my stream. So it'll be Conan Exiles for uh, uh, another like week and a half, and then probably on and off here and there mm-hmm. um, in between Vampire. But yeah, Vampire is going to be my next big thing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I got um, uh, I got Vampire pre-ordered as well, so that's definitely something I cool. want to check out. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really nice to have a big conversation about um, about that game that I don't think is going to be as big as something as like Detroit. You mm-hmm. know, every, like I looked at, it, I was like, I know what I'm getting with Detroit. You know, yeah, I think I said that exactly. last week. It's it's pretty obvious. Um, but oh yeah, Grim was talking about Evil Within too. He says it plays very different. I know he played both of them. And he played it on easy. I remember talking to him about it. He he knocked it all the way down to easy and just had a fantastic time playing through Evil Within 2. Mm-hmm. That's and really cool. I, yeah, I mean, so, sometimes that's kind of cool to do. Mm-hmm. You know, just knocking the game mode down. Like, what, take the challenge, the heavy, heavy challenge out of the way and then just enjoy the game for, you know, what's happening in the mm-hmm. game. I think that's cool. Cool. Before we jump into all of these uh, games releasing, which we have a pretty healthy list, if you guys get a chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, of course, check out all of the stuff we talk about here and more early look on uh, the PlayStation Plus lineup, which we should have June's uh, being announced here very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, all the likes, comments, and shares over there are appreciated as well. Follow us on Twitter. Oop. Oop. I, I I missed my tweet. We we got we got too too excited. Okay, there Uh-oh. the tweet's gone through. Um, and uh, you know follow us over there so you know when we go live, do stuff like this when the live streams are happening and more. Um, and yeah, that's about it. If you guys are listening to the podcast uh, via iTunes, um, Google Play, Podbean, or you just put it on a new. Uh, yeah, we're a new on, way to uh, listen, right? Yeah, we're on Stitcher now as well. I know that's a real cool. popular uh, podcast app. So, so if any of you guys are listening out there to the podcast, you can also join us on twitch.tv backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Usually every Friday, but it's usually over the weekend. We tried to do it on Friday, but sometimes uh, mm-hmm. scheduling conflicts happen. We push it to Sunday, um, but it always, of course, releases on Monday. So, um, yeah. You can check all that out, um, but we will jump into the games releasing. Uh, these games are releasing between May 23rd and June 3rd. Um, yeah, I'll let you go ahead. I'll let you kick all this right. one off. Yeah, so uh, starting on the 29th, Tuesday, um, quite a bit coming out. So uh, first off, we have Brawl Out coming out for the Switch. This is coming mm-hmm. from publisher Merge Games. Um, this is a Smash brothers alike yeah very much so yep uh, um, looks, it was up to four players yeah it's uh um it is a uh one to four player you know super smash brothers almost clone but it has some interesting things to it mm-hmm. 
including some iconic characters, including Juan from Guacamelee, the Drifter from Hyperlight Drifter, um, and who knows who else will be added. Uh, you know, aside from those those two, there are also um, it looks like a healthy amount of uh, unique characters. Mm-hmm. And some of the other cool things we've seen, there are some little pieces of destructible environments. Um, this is coming to the Switch. You can play it, you know, any way that you want to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, with the Pro Controller, with the controller, you know, the screen in your hand, with the uh, Joy-Con separated from the, the screen you're sitting back on your couch, um, you know, pretty much however you want to play. Or you can separate the controllers and play two-player that way, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, a lot of ways to uh, a lot of ways to enjoy this game uh, with the Switch, of course. So, for the right price, I think this game could be uh, could be a really good uh, alternative while waiting for whatever we're getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Smash wise. Yeah. Definitely. Um, cool. After that, uh, also on the 29th. We have Everspace coming to the PS4. This is called the Galactic Edition. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a cool uh, single-player kind of space, um, you know, space pirate type uh, sort of vehicle shooter, I guess. Um, yeah, I was... Have, uh, 4K graphics for the Pro. Yeah, I was kind of blown away by this game. Um, I, I went into it, like, I looked at it, I have no idea what Everspace was, mm-hmm. and I kind of expected kind of like a like a top-down shooter or whatever. When you just look at the name of something, sometimes you just get like a an idea in your head of what it is, and right. it's not that at all. It is a dog-fighting space shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea if there's really any like vehicle customization or if you're kind of stuck in the stock vehicle, um, but I do know. Uh, as you mentioned, the Galactic Edition includes 4K support mm-hmm. uh, for the PlayStation 4. It includes the DLC Encounters soundtrack, uh, the soundtrack for the game, um, and uh, a few other things. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it looks pretty cool. Um, I think I played a game kind of like this recently at Indie Namicon here in Orlando. Okay. So um, I, I just the visuals are in- incredible, actually. Yeah, for something that I expected to be, I, I think I set the bar too low, and now I'm just kind of blown away about what what it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, what I expected No Man's Sky's air combat to be like, mm-hmm. but yeah. looks cool. Uh, yeah, that one's coming out on the 29th uh, from the guys at Rockfish Games. Cool. All right. Next up, we have Fallen Legion Rise to Glory uh, coming out on the Switch. Um, uh, and it is a very interesting game. Like, it actually took me a little bit, like, I'm like, what is this game? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a, a turn based real time battle RPG following pr- uh, Princess. Uh... Something. <laughs> Something. Uh, uh... God damn, yeah. The, the names are so so weird in this game. Um, Cecile and Legatus Lander, which is a, another character, mm-hmm. uh, where you make decisions on how to rule your kingdom of Vanuma. Okay. Um, it is a... Basically, it's like a... Uh, 
like a 2D the the art's actually not too bad. It's it, but it's a, a 2D um, real time battle game where you kind of link up all of the attacks from your four characters uh, to do special attacks or you know uh, kind of do things in an order so you don't get so you take as little damage as possible. Um, mm. So it's just a, a basically a story based uh, um, real time battle RPG. Yeah, coming out on the Switch. So you know, if they, it's one of those things. It kind of reminds me of um, we've talked about it. What was it like? Uh, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah, its gameplay is very reminiscent of Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems pretty interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I, personally, I don't know if it's for me, but right. I, I could definitely see people being. I, I think I'll be more. I think I'm more interested in Darkest Dungeon. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and up next we have, uh, actually, it, it technically like, uh, an anniversary game. This one's coming to the Switch and PS4, mm-hmm. uh, Harvest Moon, Light of Hope Special Edition. Um, uh, this was the 20th anniversary title, uh, for Steam. Uh, it's making its way to the Switch and PS4. Um, you get all those things that made Harvest Moon you know, as well known as it as it is, and as great as it is in this uh, uh, new new adventure. Um, again, it's already been out for Steam, so if you have the Steam edition, this isn't anything new. You just be able to take it with you on uh, on the Switch or play it on your TV on PS4. Yeah, uh, it's a uh... yeah. I, I know you're a little more versed, than I think, in the Harvest Moon category yeah. than I am. This just seems so weak after. Um the uh the other style of like farming games that have come out lately yeah um harvest moon's like really been left in the dust and they just can't seem to catch up and the newer entries like continue to work look worse and worse in my opinion um especially like stardew valley just absolutely crushed harvest moon yeah, Stardew Valley didn't really focus on like oh our graphics need to be the best thing ever, but their graphics really added a charm about their game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like super important. Like yeah. this year doesn't look great to me. Yeah. It just I, I don't know. Like I look at them like this isn't my thing, but then again, no. I'll sit down and I'll play 2 hours of Stardew Valley. Right. Which is it's pretty similar. I think Stardew Valley's just got a lot more going on. Like, the Harvest Moon games, just they don't get, I think, what people are after. Like, it's it's just, this is, like, it doesn't interest me in any way looking at it, which is brutal. Uh, Because I've I've had Harvest Moon games in the past, so there's one on the GameCube that I loved. But it's like, I I, I could not be less interested in this one. I've actually never played a Harvest Moon. Well, like, wasn't this... uh... Like a Nintendo exclusive for a long time, Harvest Moon? Um, I think it... I don't think so. I think they were like exclusive games. Like one would only come out on um, GameCube and then a different Harvest Moon game would come out on PS2 or whatever. Okay, yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I, I guess it never really crossed my path in the way... Like, and made me want to play it. Mm-hmm. It's not doing any of that right now either. So, yeah. Good luck. Good luck, guys. <laughs> is, mm-hmm. is what I'm getting at here. 
Um, time to die. Cool. Yeah, that's what I think. I'll let you. I'll let you pick up a pick up the next one. Okay. Um. So we got another sort of anniversary game. Uh, Legend of K Anniversary, of course, came out on Steam. I think late last year, uh, making its way over to Switch. Um. Old enough that Nordic Games was a separate company at the time, and not THQ Nordic, right? Yeah, like they're they're interesting. Nordic Games was its own thing, joined THQ, and then like it's its own thing again, yep. technically. Well, and then also bought, and then they bought a bunch of uh, IP from yeah. They THQ. bought Deep so, Silver. Most they recently. bought. Oh yeah, they did buy Deep Silver. I forgot yeah. about that. So they got they got all pretty much all the rest of the everything uh, that was purchased properties pretty much yeah yeah that's impressive so um but yeah. if you don't know uh you know you play as uh you play as k young cat uh who's a martial arts student this mm -hmm. game it's just an action adventure platformer that came out uh ps2 era i believe yep. um just just making its rounds basically mm -hmm. making its rounds over to the switch um i think we talked about this having a release on was originally released uh like the anniversary or whatever was on steam right yeah i believe so yeah so yeah this so is I'm... the uh, original uh concept behind kung fu panda pretty much uh-huh uh, but you were a cat and not yeah. jack black so nobody well cares. we don't know that <laughs> pretty sure it's not jack imagine black. paying for jack black but then he only goes like huh, huh, huh. yeah <laughs> that'd be crazy all right, cool. Um, and up next is a game we've already talked about once before, but this time it's making its way to the Switch and PS4. Owlboy. Um, half owl, half bear, half pig. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, it, it's a story-driven uh, platform adventure game. Um, it's, you know, your, your stereotypical, uh, like, 2D platformer mm -hmm. that you'd imagine you are a, uh, a boy who happens to also be an owl uh, who is tasked with uh, making his way through these um, environments. I'm trying to think of, like, I think we did this before, but this really reminds me, the art style reminds me of, like, Towerfall Ascension. Mm -hmm. um, it's got that look. But yeah, you can like pick up you can pick up uh like allies and you can fly you know carry them around while you're flying and they can do you know their various uh, attacks or whatever if they have attacks um, or you can help them get from place to place. Uh, it actually got great reviews mm -hmm. like across the board from IGN and you know other uh, larger um, review sites. So I don't know maybe there's something here that. That I'm missing. Mm -hmm. Aside from it having fantastic art. But, yeah, I, love I mean, it is story-driven. It was, it was driven. pretty successful. Um, it was definitely an indie success story, I think. Mm -hmm. um, glad to see it's, again, like everything, making the rounds, coming onto every system, pretty much. Yeah, I think it could do really well on Switch, for sure. Yeah. Alright. Speaking of more games doing the rounds, coming to every platform imaginable, Sega Genesis Classics. For the sixty-sixth uh, time, yeah, PC, PS4, X boner, no switch yet, but that's coming, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, this thing has uh, 
fifty different fifty different titles wrapped up in one uh, one package. Um, a lot of games that I'm actually a big fan of, like uh, Streets of Rage, Golden Axe, um, Shinobi. You know, things I I played a lot growing up. Um, of course, you'll get Sonic. Um, one of the games that's just great, Toe Jam and Earl, is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just it, it has a uh, you know. The only thing is, we've played these games a thousand times already, you know, mm-hmm. and you probably own them in six other places already. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's like Skyrim, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's it's like Skyrim. Um, but it, it does like if you haven't played it in a while and you hear that that like attack sound from uh, Golden Axe or mm-hmm. you know like certain sounds from like Streets of Rage. Uh, or even just the theme song from Sonic, you're like, okay, maybe I do need to own that. You know, mm-hmm. if you were a kid in that, uh, you know, in that time period. Um, so, you know, it has that charm going for it. If you really feel like you need this for your current gen console, here you go. Yeah. yeah. Or you can wait for the Switch. It'll happen. Yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. There's no reason uh-huh. not to. Exactly. Um, coming out, uh, continuing on the May 29th rollout of a shit ton of games getting ported to new systems. Sudden Strike 4, European Battlefields Edition is coming to Xbox One. Uh, this is made by Calypso, which um, they're known for um, the uh, Tropico games. Um, and they also, I believe, right. they did all the other Sudden Strikes. Um, so this is a World War II RTS. Um, yeah, basically, I mean, it's, it's you know, several, there, there's five different campaign uh, stories, 120 different units, and they brag about their 31 total missions. Um, it doesn't seem like a lot, but I guess it depends on how long each mission is. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm sure like the real way to play the game is like sandbox mode, sort of. Um, like mm-hmm. imagine like in StarCraft, there are, you know, StarCraft Two. Let's say there's like there's three campaigns. Mm-hmm. Each campaign has like 20 missions or so. So, okay. you know, not not super different. Right, um, right. It, you know, it, it's kind of parallel in numbers right. there. Similar. So, yeah. um, you know, that's not bad for an RTS. I'm sure the, the online stuff's where it, it really gets cool. And the, the, like, the details of the world are really good in this uh, series. Actually, yeah. Like um, the, the buildings and everything. Yeah, even, like, the snow and just seeing, like, it looks like a cold environment when you're looking at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Um, it's no yeah, punk, but it looks really good. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But if you definitely uh, are a big fan of this and you could not play this on uh, PC, uh, you know, here's your chance. Grab it on uh, Xbox. For sure. Cool. Uh, and then we have Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles. Um, this game is uh, just an open-world adventure game. Uh, you of course can. The, the biggest thing that stood out to me is this looks kind of like. It feels like a Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. in the exploration because you're in an open, uh, uh, you know, an open 3D world environment, running around, mm-hmm. um, having a good time doing all the stuff you can do. There's tons and tons of side activities, including farming, fishing, um, as well just you know, diving in and exploring the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can customize your character. They have done dynamic weather um, across, like, I think they said eight different um, uh, weather types that can roll around. 
as well as a day and night cycle. Uh, but the whole point of the game is you're tasked with collecting to these magical creatures um, to banish this ominous shroud that's okay. in the world. Um, to me, it doesn't look bad. The art style is very... Uh, uh, it's kind of... It's almost like a Wind Waker, but... Yeah, it's like it's a like step a, further, like if they really like double down on Wind Waker. Yeah, if they took away some of the hand drawing feel mm-hmm. of Wind Waker and they just kind of left it to its like right. uh, low poly um, essence of what Wind Waker is. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't look bad. And I, you know, it, it, it coming to the Switch. Um, well, what's the company? Is that the the producer or the developer that you wrote down there? Uh, Merge Games is the uh, the uh, production company. Oh, the publisher. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it could be a decent, definitely a decent, uh, Switch game. I mean, if you've already ran through your, um, already ran through all of the big titles, you know, you're, what you're left with after running through all the big titles on the Switch is checking out all these fantastic indie games. And this one, I think falls right into that, Mm -hmm. uh, that category. Yeah. Switch is really like, they realized, okay, the way that we messed up on the Wii U was no indies. So, like, I'm getting every indie game ever made on on the Switch, you know? Right. Um, which is pretty cool. It's definitely a good move. Yeah. All right. So, that's bringing us on to uh, finally moving off of that May 29th onto the May 31st release date. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got several on here as well. Full Metal Panic Fight, colon, Who Dares Wins on PS4. Who um, Dares Wins? You heard it here first. Who Dares Even Play This Game? Is my question. Uh, I mean, Bandai it, Namco. This is like a again, like the Chibi Gundam look. Um, it's it, it's a um, man. It, it it's it's a very weird uh style of game. It's a strategy RPG. It's based on the popular um anime, TV, movie, manga series. Uh, Full Metal Panic. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has that feel like. I know it's very different, and it's probably a crazy light version of that um, that mech uh, game that you were playing, uh, yeah. or that you're still playing, Battletech. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. This one's coming to PS4. Uh, it's not my jam at all. Nope. I just... I don't know. But it looks like it has a decent amount of customization, um, but it is all, like, mech robot... Uh, Mech robot fighting in uh, mm. in a strategy game. Cool, cool. Um, uh, yeah, then, an- another yeah. Um, another right. like let's try this one out again. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's 30th, what this week is. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Thirtieth anniversary uh, Street Fighter collection for PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox One, basically everything. Uh yeah, and not only everything you're getting every arc like basically all of the arcade. Uh, early, earlier arcade versions uh, up until three uh, comes with uh, twelve arcade fighting or street fighting titles or street fighter titles, including the original, the five uh, iterations of two, the three uh, iterations of Alpha, um, and of course the uh, the three versions of Street Fighter Three that came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the arcade edition, which plays a hair different than you know the usual stuff that you would have got on um on console 
Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I guess that is the lure. People do, when it comes to the fighting community, you hear a lot of people enjoying the um, arcade version more yeah. Yeah, than sure. the, the standard console version. So, um, you know. It looks like, I mean, you're going to have a mess of characters to play with across all these games, too. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. I didn't realize how old the Street Fighter series was. Yeah, it's it's older than I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's... it was kind of cool. Like, the very beginning, this is a trailer that might be worth checking out. Uh, the very beginning, they're kind of talking about some of the history and how it was, like, one of the first, like, directly competitive arcade games. Like, they were saying a lot of times you were just kind of going up against people's high scores and in this one the right. person's like standing right next to you yep um which is really and you cool. get the you get to trash talk them to their face right <laughs> or like poke them when they're trying to do a combo or something on your ass yeah you just funny. you take your leg and you, you, yeah you Switch take your, your foot and you just poke the back of their knee mm-hmm. so it slams into the cabinet and they fall up you know oh. fall forward just a little bit oh and then they make that that uh, that Street Fighter, that expected Street Fighter falling sound when you slowly hit the ground and you bounce. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. Um, cool. And right. then we have one more uh, as well, May thirty first, um, coming to the Switch. It is Yesterday Origins. Um, Looks pretty rough. It is. Must be rough. Uh, it is a uh, puzzle-solving adventure game, uh, point-and-click style. Um, and, oh my god, it just hurts me so bad that the, fir- the the main character is named John Yesterday. Is Yesterday... Okay, there's some things that are legitimately... Like, there are a lot of things that were last names that people don't... Like, you think it's just a word now, but it used to be right. a last name. You know what I mean? Like, that does happen. But everything, I, I hate when the a, a game title is like, uh, you know, tough on crime. Jonathan Tough is tough on crime. Yeah. That his name is, sucks. His name's John Everyman. He's just like Everyman. You know, it's... Better. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's terrible. I hate um, <laughs> and, and they couldn't even have chose anything, of, any other name than John would have worked. But they chose the, yesterday. <laughs> the, the <laughs> they chose the most basic American name, and then just threw yesterday on the end of it. It's like, ooh, why would you do that? Yeah, um, not good. Yeah, uh, the art style has a man um, a telltale look to it. It is kind of telltaley. Um, yeah, I feel like they they meant to just make an animated movie. Yeah, it would have worked. Probably the same better slash better as an animated film than this game. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it was supposed to, it was supposed to come out in. Well, it came out on other systems. It's coming out on Switch now. Oh, November twenty. Okay, so this so it makes sense now that why it's called uh, Yesterday Origins hmm. because it came out yesterday. Damn. Yeah, it's already out. We've all been there. Yeah. Alright. Uh, we do have a few missed games. Um, yeah, I don't know how I do this. Every time. It's always yeah. my shit, too. It, yeah, it's always the things that you're really like <laughs> stoked on. And you did throw... You earlier had... Uh, um, 
the house flipper in there as well. Yeah, I, I, we featured it enough, I think, that we don't have to run yeah. that again. Although I will. <laughs> Although I will. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not readied up for that. But, uh, yeah, so um, basically, uh, you know, we were talking about Paradox Con, I think, last week or the week before. Uh, definitely yeah. recently. Um, so we're kind of getting the some of the culmination of that, of the stuff that we already knew was coming. Uh, Cities, Skylines, Park Life. Um, they are... It seems like Paradox is making an aggressive move toward the whole, like, Zoo Tycoon style of game that sort of hasn't existed in a while. Um, and even, like, the theme park tycoon style of game. They're just dumping it right into City Skylines. Um, so, you know, Park Life, you're, you're setting up... Um, the game has always kind of had an emphasis on, like, the original Cities games were all about transit. So there was a big thing of, like, making walking paths and bike paths to, like, alleviate traffic in your city and everything. And now they're like, well, what's, like, the ultimate conclusion of that to, like, make, a, like, parks, like, systems of parks to move people around in? And they're like, well, what's, what are parks? Theme parks? Zoos? Wildlife parks? Um, you know, just, like, fanciful, like, you know, they have, like parks that have more um you know like that's just like kind of concessions sort of um it, they're lined with businesses or whatever so um they're really diving deep into that and, and kind of pushing that to the you know the edge of all the ability they can what what counts as park life all of this shit um so, so that's, that's pretty good. i think the biggest question is can the animals escape from the cage? God, I hope the lion can get out and just fuck your town up. They, I mean, that they would have, be that would be a thing. The uh, natural disasters uh -huh. uh, DLC come out, so I don't imagine. Like, I, I can't see why they wouldn't uh, unnatural disaster. Like, just add that as a new type of disaster, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, continuing the paradox tradition of just having so much shit come out. Like, these games are so supported; it's almost ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, you buy like a five-year-old game and there's, you know, $600 of DLC to catch up on. And um, that's how they make their money. That's how they make that money. <laughs> and then uh, another uh, Paradox DLC that came out, Stellaris Distant Stars Story Pack. Um, so in Stellaris, uh, for people that don't remember, it's basically a uh, space 4X uh, real-time uh, strategy game. And you're... You're functioning on, like, again, this is a really, like, high, uh, like, a grand-scale strategy game. Um, a lot of what you're doing is, you know, developing the planets in your different, you know, conquered systems. Um, you know, controlling your, like, system of government. Figuring out how to, uh, you know, focus your research and your expansion and your scientific discovery and all that kind of stuff. Um, this is not quite as high level. I mean, it's a lot more of a typical 4x game than like crusader kings 2 is which is a lot more focused on like politics and uh kind of dynasty building um these are a lot more just of that core game that you might be familiar with and i actually recommend stellaris as a good onboard for people that are interested in paradox games um but part of stellaris is like basically as you're cruising around your ship will come across random story events mm -hmm. and um you know it might be you know you've discovered this planet and there's like appears to be mechanical debris on the planet. When you inspect it further, you find out that these were, like, cleaning droids. 
and they're from like an ancient like wiped out species uh so basically what they do is occasionally they go through and add in these story packs that have more random events that can happen uh specific like end game chains so like multiple like supernovaing stars black holes uh leviathan whales which are showing um things like that that are that just add more story detail uh, that's kind of you know it's random so it's sort of customized to you know your particular playthrough even though you will yeah. run into stuff a lot if you make if you don't just play through one game and do your thing if you play if you are restarting a lot you'll run into a lot of the same stories so i actually don't recommend that on this um but yeah it's a nice little yeah. you know whereas park life is like a 20 dollar download uh the distant star story pack here is 10 bucks just a bunch of additional you know, there's new art, new assets, it just new furthers your, yeah, it just furthers your yeah. content a little bit just, without adding a whole new, yeah. That's cool. Yep. Yeah, those guys are hammering shit out of, uh, over there, aren't they? Yeah. Like, I mean, Paradox, like, so there's, you know, they work with other companies, so like Colossal Order made City Skylines, um, and Paradox is the publisher, but then the Paradox Game Studios, they just pump out so much stuff, like, it, it's, uh, it's really cool. I mean, when they... You know, they have an idea for a game, they make it, and they fucking stick to it, and they support it forever. I mean, yeah. man, I've, I've, that's like my, like, repeat line, that's like my tagline, but I am so over Crusader Kings 2. I want Crusader Kings 3, because 2 is just too old for me, and they still have, they have DLC coming out for it later this year. It came out in, like, 2011, 2012, you know what I mean? It's it's way yeah. too old for me now. I mean, that that's the equivalent of them continuing to make shit for skyrim right i mean they do continue to make Which, skyrim they continue like, to make skyrim. imagine if they made a new dlc for skyrim every year you yeah know i mean in like, this case it seems like it's every like three months and sometimes i mean i, I feel sometimes like it's multiple times a year yeah i feel like we've been talking about this this title crusader yeah. kings 2 definitely Forever. since the beginning of the podcast yeah yeah for sure um but yeah it's pretty cool um nice and uh yeah, I mean, of course, uh, let us know anything we missed. Um, we always do miss something. And, yeah, uh, God, I almost, If I would have missed House Flipper, my life would be totally different right now. <laughs> Thank God I didn't miss that one. It was close, though. Real close. Real close. All right. Let's jump into, we only have one demo uh, beta freebie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is Dauntless. Dauntless open beta is ready to go. Um, I'm not exactly sure how long. It's going to be going, uh, but you can go over to playdauntless.com um, and uh, sign up for everything, get the downloader installed, and then be disappointed like we were. Yep. Um, we're not disappointed in quality. Disappointed. No, no. Disappointed the quality looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, every time that we've went to go log into it, it um, the highest I've ever been was uh, like a hundred, like probably a close to 120 uh thousandth in line mm-hmm. um and the lowest i've ever been was 20 thousandth in line Damn. uh but still either way a 60 plus minute wait on either front um uh the type of game what type of game is this what like I know Grim was really um, crazy it's, into it's it. It's Monster Hunter alike. Yeah, that's what I was. That's uh, yeah. what he was talking about this before Monster Hunter came out, saying he wanted to play it. But mm-hmm. then, of course, it did, didn't come to console. So, 
Um, right. You know, he never picked that one up, so. Um, none of us have ever actually played this game. It, it looks cool. The art style is very, uh, almost Fortnite-like. Yeah. Um. Good fucking luck getting in there, though. Yeah, good luck getting in. Uh, yeah, you know, I might I, actually I try uh, it at night. Yeah. And see what happens. I think it's former Bioware devs. Because, like, you know how the joke used to be, like, everybody was a former Bioshock Infinite? Or Bioshock 2? Now yeah. it's like everybody's a former Bioware employee. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, uh, it's the guys sure from Phoenix Labs uh, right. that make the game. Um, what else have they done? Anything? Oh, this is it, I think. I think this, they, this they started a thing? new company specifically for this. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Hey, hey, the game looks great. I would just love to be able to play it, so hopefully they get their server yeah. situation sorted out uh, in the near future. Maybe we can jump in and play it yep. one weekend. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but yeah, that, that one's it for demos, freebies, and beta opportunities. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into um, weekly news. For sure. Um, there's some, you know, not too much going on this week compared to, especially some of our last weeks. We had like two games come out and 600 news stories. So yeah, um, yeah. it slowed down this a little is... bit. And a lot of this is just kind of quick hitter stuff and not like super deep, engaging, like thought provoking, philosophical, you know? Yeah. Um, but still definitely some cool stuff. So for one, um, Sims 4 expansion announced. So speaking of a company that just won't give up on a game that needs to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Sims 4 has the uh, Seasons expansion coming out, which is, you know, something that they do a lot. Um, basically adds, uh, you know, replayability and kind of longevity to the game. Um, yeah, I feel like it's kind of their mo to go. Okay, well, here's our base version, and then you know here's we'll how the game should have been when it came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, okay, so we have all this content in the game. Okay, right. so here's we'll go ahead and cut this up. So you know, seasons is here. The main game will come first, and then after that, you know, you'll get clothing pack one, uh, and we'll mm-hmm. end with clothing pack you know forty nine six hundred. Yeah. Um, and job, you know, here here's vets and pets and just. Like, they can do stuff forever. All they have to do is look at literally life. Well, not only that, but it's like, okay, what did we do for Sims 3? Okay, re-release all of those. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. uh, They have endless content on that. But in this one, um, you know, this update adds seasons to the game. Each season has unique traits and features. Spring brings sun and rain. Uh, People pull out the kiddie pools in summer. Leaves change color in fall. Winter is time uh, to make snowmen. Throw snowballs at your friends. Uh, each season also has its own holidays. New Year, uh, Valentine's Day, called Love Day. It should be called, uh, what is it? Um, woohoo? Woohoo Day? Woohoo Day, uh, yeah. New activities like floral arranging, uh, create a new you know botany career path. That's kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, that's, expect that on June 22nd uh, on PC first, and then it will come to consoles probably month or two yeah. after like usual yeah for sure like the one thing that they haven't done with the sims that i really wish that they would just do mm-hmm. um make sims 5 and make it good yeah well do you remember <laughs> uh the herbs sims in the city um yeah sort of it was like it more was story focused it, it was well it had a small story to it mm-hmm. uh but the biggest thing is it was unconventional jobs and okay. you lived in the city 
Right. So, I mean, okay. getting that option in a Sims game would be fantastic. Okay, where do you want to live? Oh, I want to live in the country with no one around me. Oh, I want to live in, you know, the suburb. Oh, I want to live in the city in, like, a high-rise apartment where I can walk out my front door and walk down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I mean... Um, well, yeah, Sims, I mean, kind of talking about, you know, where we talked about the Sims as compared to um, House Flipper or whatever. Sims, mm-hmm. like never really super leaned into the like live as your sim thing which is kind of weird right because that's what it's almost an afterthought yeah everybody makes themselves like that's just sort Uh of what you do in the sims right so yeah like the i feel like one of the first things you do it's either one way or the other but you either uh make yourself and then when you're done with that character you make something ridiculous or you make something ridiculous like uh like I, I'm gonna go ahead and live as Joseph Dong Stalin. Hammersworth. I think that'd be funny. Oh, that would be um, really good. Yeah. Uh, is that Hitler? No, no, it's not. It's no. not Hitler at all. Um, the opposite. <laughs> but yeah, there's always something ridiculous uh, that you do, like before or after, you know. But you always do make yourself almost yeah, always. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But they never really, yeah, like you said, leaned into that, like. They could make this into a lifestyle game, but they're I feel like they're just too stuck in the past on what the game was before. It yeah. could be a cool lifestyle game. I agree. Um, Where you actually go to work and do, you know, your piece of work. Like, like I would be right. okay if they came up with a... Uh, okay, like, let's say, you know, you create your sim... And you create your house. The, the base game comes with you can create your house, and you have, like, it comes with, like, four jobs, right? There are three, three or four jobs that you can pick from. Yeah. And then you can pick these other jobs that are add-on DLC. You know, that'd be like four ninety nine or something. Uh-huh. And it accesses the new part of the game. And that part of the game could fucking be House Flipper. You could be a construct, you know, you know, yep. someone who flips houses. That could be a fucking game. I agree. It's crazy to me. I don't know. They're, but I feel like they're just too stuck in this old, you know. They can this even keep the gibberish. Stuff. The gibberish is so funny, though. Yeah, I agree. I think it's funny. I, I definitely say keep that. So yeah, we'll so, have I to see. Know. I mean, I could again. I can definitely see like an amazing future for a Sims Five. I just don't know if EA could ever do it. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they've already like messed around a lot with uh, like limiting jobs for EA Maxis and uh, stuff like that. Like we've even had friends who have come and gone a lot from uh, EA Maxis yep. specifically too. Yep. So. It's too bad. Speaking of too bad. bad. Speaking of too bad. (laughs) The true dab master lord himself. Uh, Atari co-founder Ted Dabney. um, Actually, a couple... What was it? A couple days ago? uh, Passed away Mm -hmm. from... um, Esophageal cancer. That sucks. Yeah, that's rough. Um... Um, but yeah, he he, you know, one of the uh, one of the originals um, helped create Atari, which really brought a home console video, you know, video gaming consoles and you know, video games into your home. Um, man, it, it he did some big stuff, and I don't think enough people know that he did that big stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's uh it's that kind of thing where like. It, it's, it really is wild to think that some of the first people in video games are, like, not only are they dying, but, like, they're dying in their 70s and 80s. 
Uh-huh. Um, to, to think that they are that old. Because it seems like, you know, we... we it, it feels like right now we're in, like, a really big renaissance for, for video games. Yeah. Um, but this dude helped found... Um, you know, he helped found Atari in 1971. Like, this dude worked on Pong. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that's, yeah, that's it, totally crazy. It's big. Yeah, it's big. And I also feel like, and I, you know, this is kind of like a side note, but as you get older, you forget that you're getting older. Mm-hmm. You You understand you're getting older, but you still look at things as, like, um... Like, the 90s doesn't seem like it's as far away as it is. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I look at the 70s and think, wow, that's far away. When in reality, I should be looking at the 90s and going, wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So, I, I think that's the other thing um, that, that kind of comes with that. So, I look at 71 and I go, wow, that's not too long ago. But then I think if that guy was 40 when he did that in 71, yeah, he's not alive any longer. That's true. So, kind of crazy. Um, God bless. But yeah, he did a lot of great things for video games, so yeah. definitely thank, uh, thanks go out to him and uh, and all that. No doubt. Cool. Uh, we have some interesting news. Um, it comes from uh, Mads Mikkelsen, who's uh, working, uh, working at doing uh, mocap and voice work and all of that for Death Stranding with Hideo Kojima, uh, Guillermo del Toro, as well as uh, Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus and the Funky Uh, Boys. Yep. And um, he did say something interesting when talking to Total Film. He said, the whole concept of playing the game as I understand needs collaboration from different people in different parts of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is very, like... Silent Hills, um, if you remember that originally, people had no idea on what yeah. they were doing in Silent Hills. They were just walking through these corridors, and then things would kind of change on accident, and we couldn't figure out why. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it literally, to get to the end of the game, to figure out the appropriate amount of steps that needed to be taken, the keys that you're looking for to make the things happen, even going back and trying it now, knowing what we know, I mean... I still feel like you'd fail uh, at least once or twice to get the to the ending. Yeah. Whether you were, you know, you, you know, Lisa got you or whatever, but um, it's you know, people are kind of saying, uh, it you know, it's something it, like we're looking at this Game Informer article and they're saying it sounds like a little more uh, something similar to like Dark Souls messaging or. Uh, the realization of what Kojima wanted for uh, PT. Hmm. So, I mean, that, that's cool. Um, and what it doesn't sound like they go on to say is uh, like a forced multiplayer segment, uh, which is something like uh, in, a, in the game, A Way Out. Um, yeah, that, that could be really cool. And this is a game that we will definitely see this year at E3, uh, actually here in a couple weeks. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely something to get excited about. Uh, I think we're going to get some good news about Death Stranding this year. Yeah, me too. All right. And I, yeah, I definitely can't wait to hear more about Death Stranding just because I was looking at some of the comments that people were saying on that, on that article in Game Informer and they're like, yeah, I really have no fucking clue what to expect of this game. And nobody does. And the dude comes out on stage last year and he's like, 
uh, yeah, it didn't make any sense to me at first, and I remember being in your shoes, but it all makes sense to me now. And I'm that's just like, we, fuck, we fucking get it, you have a job at Sony. Like, <laughs> That's a bold-faced lie, he doesn't know shit about what's happening. <laughs> uh, I wish Kojima would have called him out. He's like, no you don't. <laughs> you don't <laughs> know, know shit. shit. I don't even know what's happening in this fucking shit. <laughs> um, the only person so yeah, who knows uh, is Guillermo for some reason, I don't know how he knows. He fucking wrote it. Well, he knows all. That's what I heard. He's a hell of a man. Hell of a man. Um, so yeah, we had talked in the past about uh, how um, Disney was going to acquire all of 21st Century Fox. So basically right. all of Fox that wasn't like Fox News, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, basically like Disney was like, oh yeah, we're doing this. This deal's going through, no problem. Uh, and next, just like they were coming dick out. Next, Disney was coming for all of our souls. Uh-huh. Well, I mean... They, they have most of that already. <laughs> they have part of it. Um, but yeah, Comcast is uh, keeping up, I, I guess, the uh, resistance to the Disney machine. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to make a counter offer for a 21st Century Fox assets that Disney's going after. Um, this could be one of the biggest uh, media merger battles. Um, so yeah, the uh, so basically Disney and Fox agreed to a $52.4 billion deal. That is massive. Right. Is that I wonder if that's wonder what the biggest That would be it probably. That would probably be the biggest, right? The biggest amount of money ever spent on a single acquisition. Well the fact that Disney is just buying it's not like they're gonna merge and form like Foxney or something. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're just buying them. This isn't a an act of blizzard type act of blizzard, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. so yeah, Comcast has countered offered higher. People are believing it's in the 60... It hasn't really been reported. You know, it's active offer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's believed to be in the $60 billion range. And apparently, the main thing that Comcast said, this is a cash offer. <laughs> $60 billion cash. So um, It's what Street, the foundation of their, their headquarters is made of. Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> Comcast was meeting with bankers, lining up financing. The and they, so they own uh, Comcast owns NBC, Universal. They're the largest cable distributor. Um, they're currently uh, they're in process of buying something else too. I can't remember what it was. Um, I'm not I'm not sure. Yeah, I can't remember. But I mean, that's that is just absolutely massive. So there's going to be. Um, you know, 21st Century Fox and Disney shareholders were going to vote uh, on those on that investment because it's it's with shares basically. Um, mm-hmm. With a cash deal like this, there's does not have to be voting from Interesting. Comcast's and, side. Uh, yeah, that's to be from Fox's from Fox's board would have to agree. But other than that, you don't have to go to the shareholders. Um, you think that's a why? Why else would they do it? You know what I mean? I don't know. I mean, except um, to skip over that step, just to be like "fuck Disney." Um, so you know, they, Comcast hasn't specified their price yet. Um, you know, they're they're kind of waiting for. Oh, that's what it was. AT and T and Time Warner are trying to merge, which would be massive. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that would make AT and T the largest distributor easily they would they would eclipse comcast by quite a bit 
um, merging, you know, Time Warner and AT&T, which, you know, Time Warner now is Spectrum or whatever. Um, yes. But, in fact, the AT&T-Time Warner merger is so big that it's going into an antitrust court case to see if it is too big. Um, so this kind of shit's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of really big stuff going on in the entertainment industry. Kind of disturbing stuff if you, you know, uh, if you value, like, competition if you want to like hold people accountable, like business, um, yeah, not good. Uh, Comcast. Oh, here's what it was. Comcast did go for Fox's studio assets last fall before Disney set its plan. Um, however, uh, the other thing Comcast is trying to get, they're trying to take over the European pay TV, uh, sky. So if you remember, okay. uh, sky, you know, sky TV. TV, uh, it's pretty massive. Yep. Um, Sort of like, I don't know, it's like Europe's DirecTV or something. But like, DirecTV is not super popular in the US. So, um, yeah. yes, Comcast offered to buy Sky for $31 billion. That's big. Um, so yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, however, if they... So an investor, uh, investment company said that if the Sky deal and the Fox deal both go through... Comcast total debt would reach $164 billion. So it's like they don't even have this money on hand. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's really weird how like how companies uh, we got a lot of Um Yeah. They're uh it's really bizarre. I don't really understand how this shit works. Um more than a decade ago, uh the current uh CEO of Comcast offered to buy Disney in 2004 for $52 billion. And Disney's Jesus. like, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, damn, very interesting. I pray to God yeah. that neither one of them is successful. <laughs> I mean, I, I would enjoy Disney getting Fox just for movie purposes. Well, I mean, I don't but know, because like, I'm already starting if to... We do you know, that in a lesser were, way, you know? People were saying, like... Okay, you're going to get sick of all these Star Wars movies. You're going to get sick of all these Marvel movies. You're going to get sick of XYZ because Disney just, it's a cash printing machine for them, you know? Right. And uh, I didn't really agree at first. I didn't agree when people were saying I was going to get sick of Star Wars movies because it's one of my favorite franchises. Mm -hmm, sure. And I'm starting to get sick of Star Wars movies. And we're starting to see bad ones come out. From all, everything I've heard, the solo Star Wars movie is one of the worst Star Wars movies. And people literally think that the prequels are, like, the sign of the end times. Yeah, it's, like... I, I've heard mixed reviews, people saying they like it, people saying they don't like it, but... Mm -hmm. in, in, uh... Yeah. I, I don't... Like, I don't understand... I guess I get it, they're just like, oh, we're just capitalizing. But they will, un they will figure it out at some point, you know what I mean? They'll figure mm -hmm. it out, okay, we're losing... We're spending more money on the movie than we're making them well i don't know i mean opening. Disney, disney is known for running their shit into the ground look at tron right. yep tron was like a beloved like 80s classic or whatever and then they remade it and it was an absolute dumpster fire yep um so i don't know i don't know how much i trust them but i mean i mean so far especially well with marvel with star wars everything i've seen up to up to this point i've enjoyed I've enjoyed every single outing at the theater, you know, at the theater when I go and watch them. Um, like, uh, 
like thinking back, you know, a couple months ago to uh, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Love the movie. It was a great film. Uh, the villain was groundbreaking. He was great. Yes. Um, and then uh, Infinity War. I, I liked it. I, I thought it, there was a lot going on. I think it could have it could have benefit from having a um, Thanos movie beforehand. Hmm. But because there was so much going on, and it would have been nice to know all of these like bigger things about him. If they hmm. could have worked him in somewhere like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie, that would have been smart. Yes. But they didn't. So, you know, that's just one. Like, it's surprising they didn't. Like, why wouldn't they make as many movies as possible, you figure? Well, Which is what they're going to do going forward, for sure. Yeah. But, um, you know, it just it's their MO to make as many movies as possible. And they didn't yeah. make one for Thanos, you know, as the villain. Uh, and, except in um, the the bigger movie in uh, in the series. So, I mean, mm. I don't know. I get how some people are definitely over the the lure of what, what they were, but being a really big, like, traditional, that type of comic book fan, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's a great, it's a great time. Being a, you know, a Star Wars fan, I still think, you know, even though it's, it like, if something terrible comes out, like, if Solo coming out, if, if I go to the theater and I'm like, that's terrible, that doesn't change the way I feel about the rest of the series. Oh, yeah. That's I just go, true. oh, that's terrible. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't know. And, and, and I feel like you'll have that a lot, especially when things are changing hands like we're seeing, and mm-hmm. especially having different uh, directors. I mean, even though the directors don't do anything except stand around, and in Kevin Smith's, uh, in Kevin Smith's eyes, he just goes and gets a bunch of cheeseburgers for the cast and crew. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically his job. Uh, but, I don't know, I, I, I'm liking it, and I, between the two, I would rather see Fox go to Disney. Oh, yeah, I would definitely rather see it go to Disney. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see what, we'll see where that goes. It, who knows? Yep. Um, after that, we've been kind of discussing a lot of, like, legal uh, stuff around entertainment and video games as well. Um, so not only financial, so don't, uh, fall asleep just yet. It's going to get even more thrilling. Oh Um, yeah. So yeah, we had that, uh, swatting case that ended with, uh, the, the guy getting killed in Kansas. Um, so the, uh, Kansas law enforcement actually went and, uh, you know, arrested the first person, which we had, we talked about before, uh, they've indicted two additional men, uh, so the first one was Tyler Barris of Los Angeles. The next two, um, Shane Gaskell and Casey Viner, uh, now face federal charges for their alleged role in the swatting call. Viner is charged with wire fraud, conspiracy to make false reports, obstruction of justice, and conspiracy to obstruct justice. Gaskell is faced with obstruction of justice, conspiracy to obstruct justice, and wire fraud. So probably they paid uh, Tyler Barris to do the swatting or maybe they helped him maybe it was like i'm not going to do this unless i get x amount of financial backing to make it worth the risk um i'm not really sure but uh you know we we have all three the new federal charges leveled at uh the original uh barris as uh making false reports to emergency services cyber stalking interstate threats making interstate threats to harm by fire wire fraud and conspiracy to make false reports um 
The harshest of these uh, have a maximum penalty of life in federal prison and a fine of $250,000. So yes, swatting, unfortunately, is relatively common. Uh, In in fact, a 12-year-old Fortnite player was swatted recently. That's fucked. Yeah. Um, So apparently, okay, here we go. Prosecutors say... um, the swatting prank stems from an argument between Viner and Gaskell during a Call of Duty match, of course. Mm-hmm. Viner later asked Barris to swat Gaskell at an address provided by Gaskell. Viner did not know that the address that Gaskell provided was an old address where Gaskell no longer lived. But he did and kept giving the old address to Barris. Members of the Call of Duty community provided a similar story to these events at the time of the original incident. Um... Barris also faces criminal charges in Alberta, Canada for another swatting call. (laughs) Um, He targeted a woman because of her online persona, quote unquote, meaning that because she has a vagina. Uh, um, so yeah, it's, uh, happened to me too. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty brutal. Um, (laughs) yeah, it's crazy. And it's like, it's like where like people say like, well, you know, you're like words can't do anything to people. Like just like pranking somebody doesn't hurt anybody or anything. It's like, yeah, it does. This guy died. But well, I mean, it like it's it's not a prank though. You know it's what really I mean? It's really not where's, a prank. Like you actually did it. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the prank? Like where's the haha? Like right. that happened. If you I mean, pretend to arrest your friend by dressing like a cop, that's a prank. If you well, get a cop to arrest your friend, he got well, arrested. <laughs> You know what I mean? Impersonating a police officer is still a crime. <laughs> if you don't claim to be a cop. That's true. That's true. Just do it around but, Halloween. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I don't Like, it's a common practice. This happens all the time. Like, people have, the people know not to release their information. If you're like a YouTube star, you don't release your address because some dude will show up and try to kill you because he likes your girlfriend. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, this happens all the time. Um,. It's really like it, it's it's bad, okay. Okay. Um. So you know, it looks like we're gonna be like it looks like they're gonna be throwing the book at this guy to prove a point, which is good because this is good. this is yeah. the first known death caused by swatting. Um. So, you know, hopefully it's, it's the only go. that ever happens. But again, this is the kind of thing that there's like a multitude of issues all coming together at the same time with like. Online bullying, uh, like, typically young men not really being able to handle any kind of, like, anger or rejection that they have in their life. Uh, police violence. Like, somebody calls in. Somebody, you get a call from a California phone number in your Kansas police department that says, hey, this guy at this address has a hostage. And they don't ask any questions. They just go in and start shooting. Yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of crazy, too. You like, I mean? that's one of the bigger things that they, like, they go in, like, if it's a... They go in ready to kill. Yeah, I mean, there are cases of people in common suburbs that have, like, this, like, crazy cellar where they have people held hostage. Oh, yeah, that happened, I mean, that happened in I mean, uh, that's real. Cleveland, you know? Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, that's real, but... I mean, you got to do your research a little bit. You don't. Why would just you assume that's real? Put on the time? bullet. Don't just put on the bulletproof vest and get out yeah. the, you know, get out the heavy heavy uh, artillery. You know, just. I mean, look in his fucking window. 
When you see yeah. a dude playing on the computer with his headphones on, he probably doesn't have hostages in the room. Because he wouldn't be able if to you, fucking hear if they were escaping. If you look into it, and it's, you know, a, a, a person who is solitary and they live alone, that's, you know... You know, that, that that's kind of... That's kind of... That would be my first step. Like, okay, who lives there? Oh, it's a mom, and they have a three-year-old... You know, a mom and a... You know, it's a family with a three-year-old, and then they have a 12-year-old. Right. Okay, yeah, probably I shouldn't run in there with a battering ram and weapons drawn, you know? Right. Well, not to mention that if you do that in a hostage situation, the hostages are probably going to get killed. Yeah. Like, shock and awe is, I mean, typically, I don't know, it's kind of tough because there's so much, like, police media in the U.S. that most people think they're an expert, and I'm, you know, I include myself in that. Because mm. I was about to say, SWAT is supposed to negotiate first, shock and awe last. Because typically in shock and awe, people are going to die. And you don't want that. But clearly, yeah. they typically do shock and awe first. So, I mean, even though, I, even though I have this belief that it should be last, and in fact, training and, you know, the law says that it should be last, they still typically tend to do, you know, kick in the door, throw a smoke grenade into the baby's crib and start shooting. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it, like it's very surprising. Like it says something about the area. I would like to hear about cases where this kind of stuff was called in and like what the police did to arrive at their decision of not well, I mean, going you can look and at, doing that. In this article, they link to the uh, Alberta Canada one, right? Uh, did they? I mean, in the Alberta, in Canada, people aren't hurt because the cops show up. They try to find out what's going on. They talk to somebody, and people don't get killed. Exactly. You know what I mean? And so it's like, there are a lot of layers to this. And this is one of those things where, like, um, okay, for, like, the Las Vegas shooting, for example, um, bump stocks were a really easy target. Oh, we can just ban bump stocks. What did that? What did the bump stock That'll effectively do in that, in that situation? What did a bump stop do? Nothing. Yeah. Let's ban it. So now it's like, okay, we're going to make it illegal to call SWAT on somebody. They're making this special law or whatever. That's not going to fucking do anything. Like, why do the cops have to kill everybody as soon as they get a call from a stranger? Unverified. Uh, why do, you know, why is it that people feel comfortable calling the cops to potentially harm somebody because they're playing a video game? You know what I mean? There's a lot deeper issues that need to be handled first. I agree. Um, like with a lot yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's, it's really weird to think that, like, you could be so angry at someone over, like, a game or whatever, that instead of just sending them a message and calling them an asshole, where you'd get roasted, which would be funny, um, that you, like, oh, I'm going to call the police, and not only that, I'm going to make up a bunch of shit. And then... When I hope like, they kill him. It's so, it's so many, like, it's a chain reaction of how did these things happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it is like every me. step of the way, it's like how, like every step of the way was wrong. Right. You know, it is that, that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, we're seeing it in the, we're seeing it with school shootings. We're seeing it with, um, you know, the like incel attacks that are happening. I did air quotes there. Oh, okay. Um, I think I heard them. Yeah, I, I do. I'm very dramatic with my, uh, manner of speech, but like. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of stuff that's, like, the whole way. There's red flags every single step of the way. How is this being allowed to happen? You know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's very odd. So, 
Well, we'll scoot on along after that. Uh, oh boy, yeah. Killer Seven, <laughs> notoriously violent Killer Seven coming to Steam this fall. Um, Grasshopper manufacturer, what is that? Uh, is that Swery or is that Suda? Um, Suda Fifty One. It's well, it's Grasshopper published by Capcom, right? Uh, but it is a the director is uh, Suda. Suda Fifty One. All right. Yeah. Weirdo. They're both weirdos, to be fair. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's finally coming to Steam. Uh, it had been available, what, only on the Wii? Or, like, Wii and PS2 or something weird? Yeah, I think it was Wii and PS2. Okay. Or GameCube. GameCube and PS2. GameCube original. and PS2. Even weirder, if at all possible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Killer7 finally coming out on Steam. Um, you know, coming... Uh, now, this time being published by NIS America for the, the mm-hmm. Steam copy. Uh, Capcom's cool with that. Capcom doesn't really care about the PC crowd, apparently. Um, you know, Killer Seven's kind of a cult hit series. Uh, it's a little dated now. Um, in fact, I'm looking at it. The original came out 2005. Yeah, wow. That's brutal. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that would still be playable at this point. But if you're interested, if you're a fan, then you don't want to go bust out the GameCube. And you want to play as, and you want to be Kevin Smith. Oh, what say what? I I I I think that's all of the uh, seven assassins. They their last names are all Smith. Uh huh. That's. Um, I think one of them is Kevin. Nailed it. Uh, Not wrong with that. Yep, Kevin Smith, Master Coyote Smith. Smith, Con Smith, Mask, uh, Masty Smith, Cade. Smith. Yep. Love it. Dan Smith. Damn. Yeah. It's a good it's a good clan. So if you're hog wild about this, you know what I mean? Hog wild Smith. There you go. Yeah, hog wild Smith. <laughs> okay, so it's kinda like almost like a kill bill style story of like, here, go kill these seven assassins. I guess. That's good. I like that. I I, I don't know. <sighs> Alright. Um <laughs> something else coming that we're well, I'm excited to see. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of delayed, I guess, but I'm still happy to hear because I don't think that the last release date was really, you know, set in stone. Uh, Wolf Among Us Season 2, the noir style uh, based on the um, comic book series Fables, uh, is coming in 2019. So they had previously said that it was probably coming in the back half of 2018, uh, but they pushed it off. Uh, Telltale says because of internal changes in the company, I'm praying to God they updated that fucking engine. Um, but yeah, so, you know, the first Wolf Among Us was really good. You play as, like, the sheriff of this kind of, like, Fables is basically, like, all the, all the, um, fantasy characters that you hear about are real, and they exist in this alternate world, and they got kind of, like, shoved into, um, what is it, like, 1960s or 50s, uh, like, New York, and they just had to, like, use their magic and shit to, like, blend in. So mm-hmm. you play as the big bad wolf who eventually ended up being the sheriff. That's a whole convoluted story. Um, and there's like a character shows up uh, who is like somebody's murdered. And then there's like your girlfriend's involved. And like there's like a weird shadowy organization that's doing some weird shit. So um, it's, it's really cool. And I, like it got me into the comic series. Um, I got the first cool. uh, 
kind of you know deluxe edition hardcover of the comic series right before the first nice. game came out so i'm glad to have it i kind of figured that season two was never going to happen but yeah uh, i i, I didn't finally. expect i expected that to just be like it for it um yeah. I, I i didn't play it so i you know i guess i didn't you know, yeah the season the season one just for um clarity came out started coming out in 2013 ended in july of 2014 so it's been it will have been five years between quote unquote seasons. Yeah. Um. But yeah, pretty cool. I'm glad to see. Yeah, it. that's pretty cool. Definitely. Uh, as well, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance has outlined their 2018 roadmap, uh, showing off a ton of things on what to expect. Um, yeah. Including some free things you can get just for having the game. Right. Uh. But you can expect early on hardcore hardcore mode, and then the DLC from the Ashes, um, and then as we go, you can get the making of, which is a, a video. Um, uh, it looks like another a few other pieces of DLC, including the Bands of Bastards um, tournaments, which will be free to you uh, if you've already purchased the game, and then you'll get another Video Combat uh, Academy as well as a woman's lot DLC and then mod support mm -hmm. uh, wrapping out the or wrapping uh, or going into 2019. So this is 28. Right. So I have a little bit of uh, yeah, I have a few details here. Um, so the first DLC we're expecting from the ashes, mm -hmm. uh, you gain control of an abandoned village that you're helping build up. Um, it's coming out this summer alongside the free hardcore mode. Uh, two story DLCs, The Amorous Adventures of Bold Sir Hans Capen and The Band of Bastards are due to come out before the end of the year. Uh, we also have the, the two videos. Um, fourth story DLC, Woman's Lot will be free for early crowdfunding supporters. Love it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So I thought they had more details than that. Because <laughs> they said we have some details. Apparently not. We we have some details, not yeah, a lot. Though. We at least know what From the Ashes is. Uh, kind of, you know, Fallout 4 style, like, let's bring this town back. Um, which is pretty cool. And it definitely, like, makes sense for the story of the game and everything, so. Definitely. I'll probably have to wait. Maybe toward the end of the year after, um, maybe when Band of Bastards comes out, I'll jump back in and start playing again. Yeah, it, it, this is one of those games that I really want to pick up, but it doesn't look like, uh, you know, it just kind of came out at an odd time for me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't end up picking it up. Um, it's definitely one that I want to get, though. And I want to do it before it gets too late. So I'm really thinking, um, you know, when I start to, like, see that I have a little bit of time. I mean, coming up this year, this year's already been crazy. And it's mm -hmm. going to continue to get more crazy. Definitely. Um, you know, we have Spider-Man, Red Dead, Kingdom Hearts, um, Octopath Traveler. There's just so many. Mm -hmm. like big titles coming up and that's not even the things that those are just the things that i'm eyeing like for sure there are other things that are just smaller and uh uh which was a game like this you know it kind of fell into that this is i'm still interested but it's not uh like i i have to have this right away um mm -hmm. so i'm really hoping there's some uh downtime game wise you know after like the first of the year so maybe you know right after that first of the, the new year mark you'll be i'll be able to jump into uh uh jump into this you know i don't know maybe february or something mm -hmm. but I, i'm very cool. interested in playing this one yeah cool and we got a video 
for that did. Sea of Thieves, The Hungering Deep, which is, I think we mentioned that they, they had some uh, sort of free DLC content coming out. Yeah, I was kind of curious. I'm not sure how they're how they're dealing with their content. I imagine part will be free, and then other parts will be bigger, like paid. Um, yeah. Um, well, I think it's all going to be free. I think um, oh, really? Microsoft is really pushing like keep everybody on the same playing field type thing. That's good. Um, plus, this is, pr- I mean, Sea of Thieves. Uh, probably should be like a twenty dollar game. <laughs> um. I mean, if it was a twenty dollar game, I would have it. For I sure. definitely don't mean that as an insult. Um, I just think that that's what it's got. So they're, the fact that they're giving you all the DLC forever is what it's a full price game for. Yeah. Um, so part of what they're doing is um, they are adding ship flags, a speaking trumpet to shout at other pirates, selectable tattoos and selectable scars. Right now, everything's randomized, um, so you'll be able to actually build your own tattoos and scars. Rather than having okay. those be randomized, um, they're adding a uh, a drum, which everybody gets like musical instruments, and you can play sea shanties with your other pirates. That's very fun. That's cool. Um, they're also introducing a campaign that's only available for a limited time. Oh boy! Uh, Weird. It's initiated by a Bilgerat contact and includes rewards that can only be earned by unraveling his tail. Um, successful f- will require following a trail of riddles and rumors. There's also a new thread at sea that's now a permanent addition. Um, so it's that big ass squid, probably. That's exciting. Um, which will make me cry because I've fallen in the water in the ocean in that game. Like I climbed up to the crow's nest and I was an idiot and fell off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. dude, when you're sinking in that water, it is horrifying. Like I have a problem with that, anyways. Like the uh, in Fallout Three, when you find the like city that's built into the battleship, that just totally fucked me up. Uh-huh. Um. I don't, it's apparently a normal thing to be like freaked out by open water. Uh, it's like an evolutionary mm-hmm. thing, but um, this especially is not good. <laughs> so uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that kind of changes up gameplay and everything. Yeah, you said sinking. Like, is it like oh, when you're the, diving? Is that what you mean? Or well, I mean, if you just like fall in, like if you fall in the water, you'll start to sink. You don't float necessarily. You have to like swim you- upward. Okay. Um, you float if you're on the surface, but if you're oh, already okay. under, yeah. you'll slowly sink. Interesting. Um, the art style still just gets me. It's so good. I love the art. Big Again, fan. this could be an amazing. Like, I don't see why they don't branch out and make like a TV series or a movie or something. Yeah, because it's all there. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Very good. Interesting. Well, uh, it does look like we are finally. Ugh. Finally, saying goodbye to RuneScape Classic. Um, it was originally released back in 2001. Uh, I never played. Did you ever play? I played RuneScape, yeah. Did you? Um, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, I never played, so you know I don't know a ton about it. Like, mm. I, I was... I think it was, I don't even remember what I was playing back then. It just doesn't... It looks bad even for a 2001 game, but I guess maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> well, it was free. It, this <laughs> yeah, was, it was when it, uh, it was a big MMOs thing. started really catching on, so, like, these guys got together and made, um, you know, the original RuneScape and everything. Uh, it was, like, extremely low-res. Yeah. Like, yeah. not as an artistic choice. <laughs> it's all it they just, could do. That's, that's, that's how it worked. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it looks like the RuneScape Classic servers will be taken offline at 8 a.m. Uh, BST 
on August 6th, 2018. Mm -hmm. Um, So it'll be no longer possible to log into the game, uh, which I imagine will crush some people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, if if you're in there and you're still playing this game, and you're playing it, you probably, like... I'm afraid of you, you first of all. You search this out, and this is, like, this is your jam. So that's going to be crazy. Please don't. Um, so I guess it kind of forces them to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, th- that's really bizarre. I, d- I really Very... don't like the idea of, like, I wish I could play this game the way it came out. Because, like, that's not the the final form of that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that, like, it's actually kind of like uh, Star Wars uh, Nice Old Republic 2. It's basically uh-huh. required that you play that with DLC that kind of finishes out the end of the game. Because that game actually was not completed. It had to be put out without the true ending. Right. So, like... Which that shit's crazy in its own right. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really don't get that. I, like, I always... I update the second an update's available, even if it's going to fuck me over. Um, this I, latest I, Windows update was really fucking people, apparently. I, I don't do that. <laughs> like I usually stay one update behind, uh, except on except on video games. Video games I'll stay like right on the cutting edge. But when it comes to like Unreal Engine, like the updating the Unreal Engine, I'm always an update behind because the new update's going to be bugged and fucked. That's always um, true. The same with Maya. Like I'm still rocking Maya 2017. Mm. Yep, and I will for the rest of the year. Huh. Uh, which is for 3D modeling for everyone doesn't know that i guess um and i'm trying to think of what else like now i'm starting to do it with uh the nvidia um uh, like updates for my graphics card um Mm. doing the same thing just staying one update behind just because like i updated i like i updated and it wouldn't allow me to there was a bug and it wouldn't allow me to have my dual monitors to function properly. It would always shut one of them down, even though everything was plugged in and working fine. Yeah. That'll happen occasionally. Yep. Pain in the ass. Big old pain in the ass. Cool. Uh, I think the next one was yours as well. All right. So, speaking of Disney, um, we have some more Disney news. Uh, They have okayed, and they're working on uh, the the, uh, Boba Fett film. Um, James Mangold is who they're looking at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to skim the article real quick. Yeah, he was the director of Logan, correct? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. he worked on uh, he worked on Logan. Um, they're possibly working with Simon Kinberg as the writer and producer. He was, of course, behind X Men. He worked on The Martian. Um, okay. So, uh, yeah, additionally did Logan. That's pretty um, promising. So that could be pretty cool. Um, I mean, this is one that they really have to... Um, they really have to nail. Because this character isn't just, like, Han Solo. Well, he's not just a main character. He's a beloved favorite character. Well, the problem is that he's a beloved favorite character that has, like, virtually no canonical information. Right. So, like, everything that people love about Boba Fett is in their head, sort of. Yeah. Uh, there's really not a lot of like you know in the in the film he like is a complete idiot he doesn't hit anything and then he gets eaten by like a the ground <laughs> yeah um so it'd be you know it's kind of tough to be like 
here's how I make him into this dashing, like, hero or whatever. You know what I mean? Because he's sort of not. I mean, kind of like how stormtroopers are just idiots that can't hit anything. Yeah. He just, he's one of those, but he has uh, a rocket pack and... Right, um, which he fucks up Different armor. Using. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's kind of, I've always thought it was kind of weird that everybody loved Boba Fett, because he's just like a, he appears to just be a total fucking moron. Yeah. What is he? He's a, uh, um, like the logo that he Oh, has. Mandalorian? A Mandalorian, yeah. I don't know if they're Mandalorians, or if his dad just wore Mandalorian armor as like a FU. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of... I'm sure it's again. It's mentioned yeah. in, in uh, I'm sure it's mentioned in um, expanded universe stuff. Yeah, I just don't know. Which all that stuff's not canon technically now, right? No, nah, it depends. Some stuff is still considered canon. It's stuff that I, Disney re-released. I can't keep up. You know nope. what I mean? Not anymore. I, can't I couldn't keep at up. the time, and I definitely can't now. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and back to video game news. Something rather interesting. Resident Evil Seven comes out in japan on the switch but only in japan mm-hmm. and only in a specific way so they've re-released resident evil 7 uh title resident evil 7 cloud version uh came out on may 24th um it requires the user to be connected to the internet to play mm-hmm. you can grab a 15 minute free trial but ultimately it requires you to run it for 2000 yen which re- uh translates to about 18 dollars and that's only 180 day rental um so you don't get that forever um which i guess i I can't tell if that's a good deal or not Mm -hmm. um you know thinking about it like when you play a game like let's say you personally when you play a game would you rather spend half the amount on the game and only get it for uh you know a predetermined period and then it goes away Mm -hmm. or would you rather pay the full price and get the game forever Apparently that's changing. Everybody wants to be in this subscription model shit. Like, I just switched off of uh, Microsoft Office because I ain't paying for that shit. I'm not paying monthly to have a word. Exactly. You know I mean? like, like, I have no use for almost anything else in the office. You know I would I mean? spend $100 to get the Microsoft Office suite permanently. But yeah. they just don't do that. It's not an option. And that's another thing I don't have the... Newest version of. I, I'm using an older version of just... 2010, uh, just maybe it's all you need. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm using. Uh, but the upside is, it comes with all of the DLCs, but just not outside of Japan. And, well, yeah, it can come with you, but you just can't leave. Uh, mm-hmm. People have tried playing it outside of Japan, one case being in the UK, where they were estab- where they established a connection to the server, but they couldn't, couldn't get past the opening. They were saying mm-hmm. that uh, the lip-syncing was way off on the characters, um, which hopefully that's just uh, a problem with it being outside of the region. Mm-hmm. Um, but even at that, people in Japan are like, they're like, Tokyo, you know, like Japan isn't this, all of Japan isn't this, uh, like, Neo Tokyo, like, neon city that has the best mm-hmm. Wi Fi in the world. Like, yeah, the majority is like weird rice land. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, we can't play this at home. So it's super interesting, you know what I mean, that they're, that this is how Capcom decided to release this on the Switch. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll see if it comes west. I don't know how this model... Um, I don't know. It, it would probably do better mm-hmm. coming west rather than just being locked to just Japan. Um, 
but who knows? You know, it's something that I'm going to keep an eye on. I'm interested in seeing how that's going to work. And that game model, I'm really interested in knowing what people think. Mm-hmm. Is it better to spend $60 on a game, or would you rather spend $30 and have it for one, one year? After that one year, it's gone forever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's I, weird. I mean, like, you're probably going to beat it in, like, a month. Exactly. That's so, what like, I'm saying. Like, functionally, it doesn't matter, but I would rather have it. Yeah. The collector in me is like, well, I like looking at... You know, looking over and seeing that. Yeah. But exactly. then again, you know, I, I it's not something that I am going to be playing, for sure. Mm. So, I don't know. Hard telling. Cool. Then we have one more. Uh, this one was yours, I believe. Last one. So, this is sort of a missed game, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. So, we had a subsurface circular, which was one of the first uh, Bithel shorts from uh, Mike Bithel, uh, mm-hmm. indie game designer. Um, and that was like sort of an advancement on like the text adventure game. Um, you were a robot on a uh, Tokyo subway station, basically. That was you were locked into the subway car, but you would talk to the different robots and try to figure out sort of like a short mystery. Um, yeah, I remember talking about that. Yeah, so a quarantine circular is the sequel. It's like a five dollar game, uh, very similar. Uh, but you're now talking to an alien and you're on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> so like. They're going in a totally weird direction with all this shit. And it's like, it's cool how they're like, you can see the text in this, like this clip he adds is a lot. Um, they kind of keeps like the whole like text messaging chain sort of, uh, which is really interesting because you can kind of like scroll back and see, wait a minute, what did I say back there that caused him to say this? Okay, I see why he was mad or whatever. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that kind of stuff's really cool. Uh, Subsurface Circular came to the Switch, I believe like a month and a half ago. So expect to see this on the Switch eventually. Um, but yeah, if you're into text games, this is definitely cool. It's really interesting to see like the little world they've created. Um, and I mean, there's not a lot to it, but oh, it no, doesn't look game. bad. It looks right. doesn't look bad. Like graphically, the stuff yeah. that's happening in the background is uh, is interesting. And damn, it's five bucks. And it's five bucks. There's six bucks, I guess, at full price. So like, yep, you're not losing like your fortune here. You know, you're not losing yep. your diamonds to get this shit. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for something to do over a couple hours. Mm. You know, here you go. Right. This gonna be good for you, for sure. Cool. And it's definitely like I like to support that kind of weird indie thing. You know, like I don't want a repeat of like the water tastes like wine story, where it's like, yeah. oh, I'm fucked. Like this didn't catch on. I did something weird and it just didn't work out. I'm fucked. Um, yeah, that's really depressing. So uh, I always want to try to avoid that. Yeah, and I think this guy had that idea of, like, oh, I could fuck myself. Well, he's done a few other things, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's got kind of a, an established, like, he's still making money on some stuff in the past. Right, um, and which, the other know, guys... Which, did not you know, have that ability on where the water tastes like wine, which was a huge yeah. fuck up. Those guys really threw their balls on the old chopping block to make that one. Way they did not... That, the old axe came down. It's a bad call. And then they're like, okay, well, we're going to keep making this hey, game whoops. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Whoopsie daisy. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much all we got for you this week. Um, as always, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games Inc. check all the top news and video game stuff there. Be on the lookout for the PlayStation lineup for June, 2018, uh, which will probably be coming out in the next few days. Um, follow us over on Twitter at mammoth games Inc. So, you know, we go live to do stuff just like this. Um, come chat with us about video games on these platforms. That's pretty much what they're there for. Um, oh, yeah. and, uh, 
If you have anything that you think that we should be talking about, just let us know. Drop us a line over on Twitter. Um, but until next week, guys, thank you for hanging out. Uh, I'm Night Swarm. And I'm Filter Cord. Have a good one.